listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we've got David Leo in the studio. Welcome David. Thank you, Jason. Happy Wednesday, everyone. How are you today? I'm feeling good. Um, it's cold in Hobart, but... It's getting colder, isn't it? It is. It getting, is. getting to that uh, winter time. Sure is. Almost winter. Now, um, David, this is a live program, and uh, I know it might be confusing to some listeners because they're probably listening to other our other programs during the week, and uh, they're, they're our past recordings, recordings. of playings of uh, previous programs, so... Um, today is live though. This is the uh, the date today. I'm looking at my watch. It's the 17th of May, Wednesday, 17th it of is. May, yep. and it is a live program. So if you are listening today, uh, do interact with us. We'd love to hear from you, <laughs> and uh, we'll give you our show number a bit later. So, um, David, we have cut back on our production, but uh, you're going to be continuing um, on Wednesdays for at least a little while talking about uh, family and family relationships. Yes, is that right? That's right. Yep. Continuing on, um, when Carmelina and I started, uh, it was called The Currency of God's Kingdom. Mm. And I was making an argument that um, I truly believe that God created the family unit <clears throat> to reflect uh, the type of love and the way his kingdom works. And um, so, yeah, we're going through you know, things like uh, marriage, um, uh, parenting, you know, and, and also being a child, listening to your parents and you know, the expanded family just and just exploring each avenue of those relationships and actually realizing, oh, wow, okay, so this is the this is the way that we're meant to get an insight of God's love towards us and how mm. we need to you know, love one another. It's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because families can be such wonderful things. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can also be destructive in terms of our understanding of God's love because uh, if we've had a bad family uh, situation, we can portray that to our sort of idea of God as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's, so. Uh, yeah, it's so true what you say. Like, there are some families that, some families think, man, we're getting along really well until, you know, when it comes to the discussion of, and it's always sad to see, you know, working as a pastor, I've mm. seen this numerous times, and even people at my work workplace mm. where the, you know, some, the parent dies, and now they're, they're arguing over the estate, you know, oh, yeah. who gets what, and it gets really ugly. It's like, wow, now the, you know, they realize, whoa. Happens so often. So often, you Isn't know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, and like you said, it, it's either really good or really destructive, and sometimes yeah. you realize, oh, wow, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know that I had this type of... You know, um, anger inside me that oh, why does why do they want to take that the, the mum's um, mm. dinner set? That's mm. for me. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm hoping that during this series um, we'll learn some good pointers for absolutely for our relationships and yeah. family relationships. But as you say, this is really about um, trying to understand God's purpose for our relationships and, right. and also learning something about the way He relates to us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um. You just reminded me of somebody that I used to, uh, that I was working with. <clears throat> he was an older gentleman, and uh, I was probably about twenty, twenty one at the time. And um, I just kind of started my journey in getting to know Jesus, for, you know, personally. And I started reading a, a very dangerous book. It was called Adventist Home, and uh, you know, the, the very first paragraph caught me hooked. You know, it says I'm paraphrasing, but it says something along the lines that um, society is made up of family. 
family units, you know, and family units make up our church, and the mm. church makes up society, and the society makes up the nation. And I was like, whoa, that's massive. And then what the heads of families make these places, you know, and I was like, wow, that got me hooked. But anyway, it got into, a, there was a part where it said that the marriage relationship was the most important. And I was I was um, bucking against it because at the time I was like, no, nah, you're your relationship to your parents is the most important, you know? I mean, I'm still staying at home and, mm. you know, my mum and dad are everything to me. And so um, I come to work and I ask, uh, ask Michael, who's he's around 60, 60, close to 70 at that time. You know, 60, well, 66 at the time, I remember. And um, because he just celebrated, uh, I think it was four, 40 years of marriage or something yeah, like that. I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, so I asked him, I said, hey, I said, Michael, um, I'm just reading this book. And the book says this, and he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I said, well, make it make sense. <laughs> and he said, you know, when um, I married my wife, I was 20-something, I think it was early 20s. I said, yeah, and he goes, yep. <clears throat> then we had, uh, we had three kids. I went, yep, we all three kids. Within 20 years, they uh, yeah, they all moved out. I went, all right, and he goes, my wife is still there. You know, we're still together. You know, so she's been there since the start. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he said, so if you're going to be with anyone for a long term, David, you should probably think about your future wife. Mm. And that had me, that had my head spinning. You know, I was like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out of my mum and dad's hair soon. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I never thought of that. Like, and they're still going to be together. Mm. So that, that really put things on its head, you know? Mm. And uh, that book, Adventist Home, actually, um, it actually talked about looking for your future partner and things like that as well. And I was like, wow, this is where dad got his material from. You know? <laughs> I'm realizing, oh, dad was right after all, after after all the mistakes. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's something I really um, want to encourage you to say. I suppose where I want to go with this week and next week talking about marriage is what is our personal view of marriage? You know, have we sat and thought about it? Because marriage is becoming something uh, less and less, well, I think society is making less and less more important, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> there's a funny story that, that's been around for a couple of weeks now, I think. Um, <clears throat> there's a soccer star, Moroccan soccer star. I can't, I can't remember which club he plays for, but his name's Hakimi. He's a 24-year-old man. He married a, I think she was 36, and she recently filed for divorce. You know, wanted to, and he's a wealthy, wealthy soccer player. And uh, when they went to the courts, because she wanted to, you know, get half of his wealth, they discovered that everything that he had, his money that he earned from soccer, his uh, his um, property is it, it's all under his mother's name. He had actually agreed. I don't know. We must have got advice from mentors so, or something. So not the wife's name, but the, his mother's. Oh, did I say wife? Did I? No, I was just wondering whether that's yeah. what you meant. Yeah, his mother's name. So his mother's name, right? Yeah. So mm. she she left with nothing. She's mm. got nothing now, and, and a whole bunch of men, or you know, were um, when I saw this on um, on the, the news. Uh, not news, it was, a, it was either Instagram or Facebook, but I was reading it, and I was tagged, I was tagged into this actually, <clears throat> and it's one of my friends that's basically celebrating and going, you know, like, one win for the men, you know, like, you know, <laughs> this guy didn't get, didn't get, um, taken to the cleaners, taken to the cleaners, yeah, that's right, that's right, and, um, and I'm going to talk about a book later on this morning that I just finished called um, Men on Strike, and, you know, I could see, not just young men, you know, because I talk, I talk mostly with, you know, young with, with boys and men and, and things like that but um, there really is a a view that is 
but it's dangerous to get married now. Mm. You could get taken to the cleaners. I think <laughs> like that is said. a common uh, attitude amongst young people because either they've experienced failure in marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they just don't want to go down that path yeah. because they don't want to, you know, repeat the things that they've seen. Or uh, perhaps there's some other reasons why they're avoiding it as well. Oh, man. I'm going to... Yeah, there's a... There's a uh, the first time this actually came to came to uh, my attention was there was this, um, this movie called The Red Pill. I think it was called The Red Pill or something back in 2015 or 16. And the only reason why I, I caught wind of it because it was on the news and it caused a bit of controversy. Australia tried to ban it from being played in Australia. And I thought, hmm. And then I saw protests in America. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I tried to find it, found it on, online, bought it. <laughs> and I watched it on Amazon or something like that. And that's the first, it was about men's rights, you know, and the woman that wrote it, she was a, she believed she was a strong feminist. And um, people, she, basically she went to see what the other side had to say because she believed that the men's rights was uh, some type of misogynist thing that was happening. Mm. And she discovered some things that men in America were going through that, were really tough, you know. They were taken to the cleaners. They just had a bad marriage and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And I, um, when I watched the movie, I went on a, a, on their website and I engaged with a 15-year-old kid in America. And just like what you said, he said he doesn't want to get married because he's seen what his uncle has been through. Mm. You mm. know, and so just like you said, he's observing somebody else going through it and mm. going, I don't want to go through that. Mm. So my way of avoiding it is to not get married. Not get married. And yeah. so we, we started a conversation over a, a couple of weeks mm. and I was trying to encourage him in his arguments for a 15-year-old kid. I was like, man, this is strong. Mm. You know, and, and my immediate thought was, I've got a, I've got a kid right now, you know, he's, he's 11 or was nine at the time. He's, my kid's 15 now and we're having some interesting conversations, you know, and I'm thinking about future marriage and whatnot. So uh, these are all the things I want to bring up and ultimately I want to get to how marriage is important. And next week, you know, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but in, in, in the Christian circles, when it talks about divorce and things like that, it's kind of frowned upon. Mm, <clears throat> but I think, and I want to explore this next week, it might be quite, some people might go, oh, but I think there's m- much more nuances in the Bible than we've given it. You know, like Jesus tried to promote it. I know I'll talk about that as well, but Jesus tried to promote marriage again. Mm. And we've kind of said, oh, there's only two things, infidelity and, you know, if... um if the man leaves the woman, you know, so, or, or the other way around, you know, so, uh, but there's, there's much more in the Bible, but we'll look, we'll explore that next week. But these mm. are the things I'll look at. I still want to, I still believe marriage is a very important thing, but again, that's my Bible bias. Mm. <laughs> well, we're going to get in and uh, learn a bit more about that soon. But if you've uh, missed the previous episode, which was two weeks ago, it would have aired two weeks ago. Last week, uh, David was away on meetings um, you can go back and have a listen to our previous episodes. That's using the Faith FM app and the Faith FM website, um, faithfm.com.au. We've got a listener question today, and it's other than what the Bible teaches, why is marriage important? Let us know. Text us in 0488880891. We'd love to hear from you today. So that question, other than what the Bible teaches... Why is marriage important um, to you? Or tell us, tell us your, your views on that. Why is marriage important? Text us in 0488 880891.
Faith of M, and this morning we're talking with David Leo. We're talking about marriage. The mm. title is Two Become One. And uh, we did ask you a question other than what the Bible teaches, why is marriage important? We'd love to hear from you today. Do text us in on 0488880891. So, David, um, does marriage matter anymore is it is it even relevant because it seems to be that uh, society is going down a path of less and less people getting married more and more people getting divorced yep. uh, of those who do get married uh, yeah and um why does it even matter yeah i was talking i was talking with a friend yesterday and uh i was saying you know the, when it comes to the fact of relationships because like society is becoming this way too because the law is supporting it as well mm. I thought the fact that relationships had to be two years living together before they could, you know, claim... De facto status. Yeah. And, and in, in essence, de facto is almost exactly the exactly, same as the marriage. That's right. Yeah. Legally. My, I didn't look it up. My friend said it was six months. Right. Six months. Not that long, is it? Not, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's not long at all, you know? Mm. I think... So if you could... You know, if, if I was if I was cunning and I wanted to get half of somebody, you know, and if I could... If I could um, hook into, I mean, I'm a married yeah. man, but I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking Although about. I think in in the case of uh, divorce settlements, um, they will take into account the length of of the relationship, right? So uh, in the settlement, it's not always fifty fifty, right? Okay. Saying. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks. It depends Jason. on how long a couple have been together. Yeah. Mm. So when it comes to the law, like like you said, society does seem to give the impression that marriage isn't really as important as it as it. Uh, used to be, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, we've got friends that talk about, and you've probably heard this as well, it's just a piece of paper, mm. right? So mm. 
before we even look, I want to look at what the Bible says about marriage. Uh, and very briefly, it's not going to be a uh, comprehensive study, but what does the Bible say about marriage? But before even getting to that, um, what do you reckon, Jason? Do you think, try, try not to think of, from a Bible perspective, is marriage even important anymore? I think that you know, your married relationship is typically your closest relationship. In, in so you agree with Michael, <laughs> my mate at work. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think you know you're spending your entire life with this with this person in the same house, even when the kids leave. Mm. You're still married, yep. and uh, you're going to be living with your your spouse for the rest of your life, assuming all goes well. Yep. Um, and I think I think even the fact that we've got men and women, and we're different. Yeah, that creates challenges. Oh. And and so for me, I think the one of the the most significant things about marriage is about growth. It's about learning. Oh, character growth. Character growth. Right. You know, it's because it's about learning to love someone when they're not acting lovingly. <laughs> it's about <laughs> learning to forgive when right. people make mistakes. It's about um uh, learning to cooperate, uh, learning to have shared goals yeah. and and visions, and and to me, if you live on your own or you're not in relationship, we're never challenged. We're never challenged to grow. So right. for for me, I think it's about personal growth. Uh, this is outside of what the Bible teaches. I think it's, sure. it's really about personal growth and uh, uh, learning to um, to love. Learning yeah. to love. Learning to love in ways that are, are not necessarily always easy well you know being married myself and everything you're saying there's so much truth to that you know like i didn't realize how selfish i was until i got you know had to mm. live with a person that had different a different way of doing things you know like how to use the last last bit of the toothpaste i was like whoa i was a couple of people arguing about this but um yeah that's so true learning to love i, I think for myself when i reflect on a marriage when i was growing up and i went to a wedding to celebrate people getting married I didn't think much of it. I thought, oh, here we go, another boring event. You know, up until my teens, where I was listening to the wrong music and they were indoctrinating my thoughts and everything, I couldn't understand why men would commit to one woman. And I thought, man, (laughs) you know, it's not it's not going to be fun. So I thought, you know, having to commit to one woman was going to be was was people giving up their life. You know, even my brother when he got engaged, I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're life's not going to be fun anymore you know mm. you're just coming to one woman and um, like I said it wasn't until I got to Adventist home that I started learning some different perspectives but marriage for me then was a um, you know and growing up and into my teens was seen as imprisonment mm. <laughs> I thought it was you know there was men locked, getting locked down and not being able to do anything have any fun anymore uh, from this end now if I could think along outside of the Bible, I think that marriage is a practical way of contributing to a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say your community has uh, one particular goal, right? And then you marry someone to help uh, move that goal forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the practical thing I could see. And, you know, you have children to continue that. So, but Jason... Let's, let's see what the Bible's got to say about it, eh? I think let's, it's a good thing yeah, to do. Let's, yeah. let's, let's look at what the Bible's got to say about why marriage is important. We're going to start from the beginning. <laughs> In Genesis. In Genesis. So Genesis 1, verse 27. 
It says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Mm. And that's from the English Standard Version. Okay, so there's one very, very important <laughs> important thing we learn in the beginning is that we're created in God's image, mm. right? Mm. And then it says um, he, he creates the animals, male and female he created them. And then it continues on um, in 28. Mm-hmm. So the first important thing is to understand God is to understand what we're reading now is how he created male and female. And then in verse 28, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay. So he's given us a purpose. Given us a purpose, right? So the relationship between man and woman is a reflection of God. Mm. Right. So that's the first thing we, we learn. And then it says, well, God bless them. You know, we often maybe can be, maybe some could argue, oh, how do you know that's marriage? But, you know, he's he's put a, you know, when you look at that, that Hebrew word, it's a, it's a word to say that he's made this relationship special. And there's something that's been um, covered over them from God himself, which follows with, I've now blessed you together. And we're going to expand on this in chapter two. And says, um, now be fruitful and multiply. Mm. Become become larger. Mm. Have families. Mm. And through your families, the goal that I'm, the purpose that I'm giving you is, and I imagine, I just imagine this, see if you can imagine with me, Jason, that in the Garden of Eden, there's this beautiful, colorful space of what God set up for them as a home. You know, and God's teaching them, this is how you manage the taro leaves, and this is how you look after the Fijoa trees, and whatever. And then he says, and then the rest of the world is just this green bush, right? Just, just greenery, you know. Mm. And God's saying, I want you to go to the rest of the world and make it just like this. Make it just like Eden. And the way you're going to do this is you need to expand, mm. have more numbers and bless mm. the rest of the world just like I've created it here. There's a thought that's just popped into my head. I've never had this thought before, but it's right. just happened as we've, we've dis- um, been discussing this here. We were created in God's image. God created male and female. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says there in verse 27, yep. we just wrote it. We just read it. Um, and then the first thing he says to the man and the woman is be fruitful and multiply. God actually gave us the ability to create life through having children. Yes. And, uh, you know, God created us as his children in a way, and he's given us the ability to create life through you know, ultimately, it's still through him. Yeah. But um, I believe that that in the image of God very much reflects the fact that he was a creator and he's created us with creativity in mind as well. Right. That we are creators as well. We love to build things. We love to yeah. do things. We love to yeah. make things. But also, we can have families. We yes. can We can have children. And that in itself is a creative act. Right. Wow, mm-hmm. and that's huge. You know, like you, just you kind of um, getting getting into that, it kind of shows the sanctity of the sexual relationship as well. Mm. You know, like you're creating life. Mm. This is not this is not it's a small something feat. Very special. Yeah, it's actually something that reflects God. Amen. Yeah, yeah right. Because on. that's what He did. That's he right. created life. He created us. That's right. And mm. that's, yeah, thanks for sharing that thought. That, that's uh, that's huge. Um, Genesis two. We'll look at Genesis two yeah. as well. 
Genesis 2 verses 20 to 24, please, Jason. It says, The man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So we're going back in time a little bit here, aren't we? Yeah, it's, it's repeating. Yeah. I, I like to say it's that. filling in some missing gaps. Yeah. I like yeah. to say Genesis 1 is like we're watching creation from a distance. Yeah. Genesis 2, we're now close in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Adam was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept... Uh, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. The man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one, one flesh. flesh. Yeah. So this is this is huge, and the reason why I bring this up is this is another biblical reason for marriage, is that we are so, we've been made to be socialized. You know, mm. Adam actually felt lonely. Mm. You know, there was and God provided it's a, it's a companionship. Companionship, like yeah. we're made to be social beings. Mm. You know, and so um, we don't we don't like loneliness. I don't know about you, Jason. I don't like being lonely. No, I like the I fact that I've got friends and family. You know, it's a, it's a huge blessing. Mm. But we're, there, there's there's um, we've looked at. Expanding the family, and also, and these are just two reasons. Mm. I mean, there's many more, but we're just looking at, well, there's some biblical reasons now, you know. Mm. Yeah. Expanding the family, companionship, yep. um, to actually fulfill a purpose. God gave, yeah, gave work right. to do. Yes, <laughs> he gave, yes, gave things absolutely. for us to do. So. Awesome. Well, we'd love to hear from you today. This is a live program, and it's the 17th of May, Wednesday, the 17th of May. So do text us in. Um, our question for today is, other than what the Bible teaches, why is marriage important? Do text us in on 0488 This is God Really Loves Us, and uh, it's by Crowder and Dante. I've got a friend Closer than a brother there is no judgment, oh how he loves me I've got a friend And he is my strength He is my portion With me in the valley, with me in the fire With me in the storm Oh 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Leo on his new series. It's called The Currency of God's Kingdom, mm. and uh, we're talking about relationships, really, aren't we? Yeah. And in this case, uh, particularly married relationships, and the title is The Two Become One. David, um, we've been talking about some biblical ideas in our last section about marriage, yep. and uh, we sort of discovered that um, God had a reason for marriage. It was uh, for companionship. It was for productivity, to, mm-hmm. to do things together. Yep. Um, it was to be creative in the process of creating a family, yes, creating uh, uh, new people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah like, to be fruitful and multiply was the way the Bible puts it. Yeah, the thought you shared, you, you know, when you when you really put that into the idea of two people coming together to create a new life, that mm. is that is huge. You know, it's, it's some it's a huge blessing. You know, we should take time out to realize, wow, mm. that is that's an amazing amazing mm. thing that God has gifted us with. You know, mm. um, and. and it's a bit of a stretch. We really looked at two parts in Genesis. I mean, there's many other places in the Bible where it talks about marriage and, uh, you know, you can see the practicality of what it, what happens when two people get together. Um, but I think you've touched on it earlier in the, in this, in the, in our talk this morning is that the world or society seems to be against marriage now. Yeah. You know, um, I can definitely, I can definitely say, um, Jason, that growing up, uh, I didn't see the significance of marriage. It wasn't talked about. My, my parents never really talked about, you know. Um, I think that the best thing that my mum my used to say was, you know, good luck to your future wife. She's, you know, with your bedroom looking like this. Uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, that, that's the closest I ever got to, oh, okay, my, uh, my future wife's going to want a, a tidy a tidy room. My mum was right, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, these, these were discussed. My friends and I never discussed it. When we got to teenage years, we were discussing discussing strategies on how to win a girl over. You know, mm. we, we even worked as a team sometimes. You but, just say but, this. Is <laughs> but I'm intrigued as to how you still had that um, inclination to want to, I guess, attract a woman. Yeah, um, and yet you had sort of uh, resistance against the idea of marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, I thought marriage was a. You know, it locked you down. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's your yeah. life gone. You know, like you, you can no longer play around and, and you know be have fun. Uh, yeah, and it was it was it was a fun thing. You know, for the for the boys, it was like oh, it's a pursuit. Yeah, it's a pursuit. Yeah. And, and we could it was a bragging bragging rights yeah. too. You know, that, that's how it it came across. And then um, as I mentioned earlier, there's this movie that I, I watched and it was actually not 2015. I just looked it up in Google. It was 2016 called The Red Pill. And um, and I knew why it was called the Red Pill. There was a movie in the two thousands called The Matrix, and basically it, it taught Matrix is a ugh, real strange movie. Kind of makes you question reality. <laughs> but anyway, um, the protagonist of the movie he's offered two options: the blue pill to continue living in an illusion, or the red pill to find out what really is happening. You know what what's happening around your world, and he obviously chooses the red pill. So this movie, her name's Cassie J. So like I said, I looked up in Google, and so she's a feminist, and um, you know she's heard about the men's right movement, and uh, she's got all these ideas of how these guys are just trying to crush women, and they hate women, and they want to do all these things. And she, her eyes are opened. She goes in and realizes these are guys that have been disenfranchised, you know, that have been estranged from mm. um, families, uh, men that have lost custody of the kids, and they can't see their kids, and and they're, and they're just trying to fight to 
to be able to get that back, you know? Mm. And, um, and I told you, I, I met a 15 year old kid on the forum, you know, when I went to the, to learn more about this movie in the background. And he was part of a group called MGTOW. Never heard of MGTOW either. And so I learned about the red pill. And then I heard about, um, men going their own way, right? All through this movie, the red pill. And these men have all agreed that whether you're divorced or single or whatever, they've agreed they're going to live the rest of their lives single mm. because, you know, um, marriage. The alternative is too painful. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And then and um, I just finished a, a book last week called uh, Men on Strike. And it's based in America. It's, mm. a, it's a woman named Dr. Helen Smith. She's a lawyer. And she deals with whatever forensic, I don't know what forensic marriage is. I haven't looked into it, but she deals with things like that. But she comes up with all these reasons um, with the law, how the law has actually taken the side against men. Mm. And so it backs up what the red pill is talking about, you know, and, and that when it comes to custody and um, jobs and wealth and the settlements and things like that, men are, are coming out, you know, uh, coming out as the losers. And so they're, they're being less inclined to, less inclined to uh, get married because they don't want to risk losing it all. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is where I guess the world is going. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to think that we're not promoting this uh, on this program in terms of we're not promoting... Um, not getting married. Not getting married. No, we're trying and, to, I'm trying to come the other way. And we're not promoting the idea that men should stay single. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not, yeah. and, and women, you know, women too, mm. don't stay single. Yeah. Uh, well, mm. I'm trying to promote the idea where the Bible says... Yeah. Be, yeah, be blessed, mm. be fruitful and multiply. You know, that's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm coming from an, uh, a time of, um, uh, I'll be, what was it? Oh, now I'm putting myself, 2005. 2005, I got married. And I'm coming from a, man, you know, like, everything I thought of marriage, it's wrong. Everything the Bible says about marriage, it's true. You know, like, oh, man, my wife and I just, I love, I love being married. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's awesome having a marriage. It's, it's a real blessing. And, and like you said, uh, you know, in, in the Bible times, Jesus came at a time where women were being treated like property. Mm. You know, they were just, mm. they were like second class citizens. Mm. And Jesus comes and his teachings actually, you know, brings women on par. He takes it back to, you know, woman made from the river of man and, you know, flesh of my flesh to become one. So Jesus brings back what he created and he reinstalls it. And to the point you read in um, 1 Corinthians where it says, uh, women be quiet in church, you know. And when Jesus was there, they weren't allowed in the synagogue. They were, In any religious thing, they weren't allowed to be there. And now it's like, well, what are they doing in the church? Right. <laughs> How come they're part so, of the fellowship? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that particular passage is controversial. As it well, is controversial. People, how they understand that. Yeah. But imagine being a first century female mm. and going, whoa, there's women in the church. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Are they there with the men? Yeah. How is this even possible? Mm. Well, Jesus did that. You know, mm. Jesus brought, brought them back to the, I mean, it was a slow process, you know, getting, getting, trying to understand. I mean, could you imagine that when you've been in the fellowship, you know, for how long, and it's just men. Now there's women sitting there, and they say something. Wait a minute, we, we never used to hear this voice before. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know it, it's reminding me of um, segregation. You know, in in the US, where they right. they separated whites from blacks. Yeah, and uh, I travelled to India about uh, ten, fifteen years ago, and um, there was segregation there between men and women. Still, yeah, you know, this was in twenty eleven, I think. Right. So you would go into a room if if you were entertaining, there would be a room for the women, and there'd be a room for, for the, the men. men. 
And it's really quite foreign to us where we mix and we socialise together. Um, But uh, there are still some parts of or parts of the world that that keep segregated. That's right. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that. I remember when I went to a um, I befriended some Islam folk. Went to their uh, end of Ramadan. They put on massive feed. It was amazing. And then I invited them to church. Two, two of my, uh, these guys, and they, were, and they found excuses not to come. And after the third time, I was like, man, you guys are always coming up with some type of excuse. And they looked at each other, and then they looked at looked at me, and they said, Dave, uh, one of the major reasons is because you have men and women in the same room. Mm. And I realized, oh, yeah, they don't worship like that. The women are always in a different room. I went, oh, my. You know, like, I didn't even think of this. How, mm. how foolish. But, yeah, I suppose that the point is, it, it, there really is a wave um, going against marriage and the Bible actually teaches about marriage. Mm. And so, you know, I really want to bring back to basics and say, hey, don't think marriage is a, is a bad thing. You know, mm. um, civilly, it, it could be, but under, under God's watch, under the Bible, it, it was meant to be a great thing to set up society. Mm. Mm. We've got our book offer today. It's called For Better or For Worse, Building Your Marriage Heart to Heart. And this is by Tom and Elaine Waters. Is your marriage vibrant and continually getting better or cold and growing worse uh, with the past passing of time? Whether you are more in love than on your wedding day or thinking there's no love left, read this book, apply the practical principles and experience how God will transform your love and marriage. Tom and Elaine open to you the heartache of the past and the happiness found in the life-changing principles of God's Word that have made their love vibrant and fulfilling. Explore the painful pitfalls that every couple encounters. Be encouraged by Tom and Elaine's experience and, uh, and the experience of others as they have been willing to learn and to live the practical how-tos of reversing the fatal cycles of poor communication to become living testimonies of love. That sounds like a good book. Yeah. Yeah, even <laughs> so, if you think of someone to give it to. Yeah. Do um, do hang on and uh, listen in. We'll give the code after the break. This next song is The Love of God by One Glory. Is greater far than tongue or pen can never tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bow down with care. God sent his son. His erring child He reconciled And pardoned from His sin O love of God How rich and pure How measureless And strong It shall forever More The saints and the
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing our program today with David Leo and uh, we've been talking about marriage, the two become one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fascinating um, in this uh, passage that we read earlier in Genesis, uh, I've got to come back to the book offer, but I'm just had a thought here, so <laughs> I'm diverting uh, momentarily. Um, the uh, Therefore a man shall leave his mother, his father and mother, and uh, hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. This is really that, that topic, isn't it? The two become one. Yeah. And it's uh, perhaps even a little bit uncomfortable for some cultures who, you know, they live in the same house with their parents and grandparents and everything, um, where here it's actually sort of saying the husband and wife become separate to the parents. Yeah. Yep. So maybe we'll have to talk about that off here. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the book offer for today is For Better or For Worse, Building Your Marriage Heart to Heart by Tom and Elaine Waters. We've got a few copies of this to give away. And today the code is FAMILY11. Text in FAMILY11 to 0488880891. That's FAMILY, F-A-M-I-L-Y and 11. No spaces. Text it in to 0488880891 to claim this book offer today. So uh, we have been talking about marriage in the Bible. Yeah. Um, have you got any final uh, comments in our in our last six or seven minutes to to wrap this up? Yeah, like like you said before, um, the reason why I want to present this is because the, I truly believe that the family unit is meant to represent God's kingdom. That that was God's way. The gift of be fruitful and multiply was His gift to us to say, "This is how you're going to understand how I am and how the kingdom of God works." <clears throat> and one of the one of the great examples of this is. Um, 
the story of Hosea. That story of Hosea still baffles me where God calls him in Hosea, Hosea 1 and he says, I want you to go marry a prostitute, you know, a prophet. Prophet, go marry a prostitute. And he makes it very clear in, in, in the Bible that the prostitute is to represent the land of Israel and it rep- and Hosea is to represent God mm. who has been faithful. Mm. You know, and, and throughout the whole of Hosea, it's talking about you've gone and worshipped the, the gods of other nations, Samaria and so forth and so forth, and you've been unfaithful to me. You know, it gives a really good... We, we did a whole uh, series on Hosea with uh, Afi on, on air. Right. So it's uh, if you want to listen to that, it's on our past episodes. Go yeah, please and, do. Yeah, please have a, do. Have a you listen know? to the uh, Afi tour he did um, last year, did a series on Hosea. Yeah. Well, and it goes to show, like, in a marriage relationship, as far as that story is concerned, um, loyalty is expected. Mm. You know, there's a representation of God's people, the representation of who God is. Hosea representing God, Israel representing... And then you get a revelation, right? God refers to um, Jesus returning as the bridegroom and God's people being the bride, mm. right? And so when he when he uses that illustration, you realize, oh, wow, um, there's meant to be a loving relationship between the bride and the bridegroom. Mm. You know, there's meant to be a... Mm. A huge, a huge thing there. It's a uh, relationship that is, and it's 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 stated in Corinthians too, and and this is a passage that's often I think misused, um, where um, you know it says that a man should love his wife as Christ loved the church. The church, right? The same illustration here with yeah. a married relationship, but uh, but how is that when we look at how Christ loved us? Um, how does that look in marriage? To the point of dying on the cross, mm. you know it's 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 amazing. Like we're, we're saying just off air, you know, um, there is a there is a movement called the Red Pill movement, you know, and, and uh, a lot of a lot of these people that they're, they're sprouting usually it's for um, men be warned, you know, be warned there are women out there ready to 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 cut you down, and so a lot of them they talk about not promoting, um, they, they talk about don't get married, you know, and, and stay safe, stay safe out there, men, don't get. <laughs> Don't get married, and then so you got all these young impressionable guys. Uh, you mentioned the name Andrew Tate, and I've mm. heard of Andrew Tate. I mean, it, it, can, it kind of uh, rocked my socks when my my son asked me last last year, Dad, what do you think of Andrew Tate? Whoa! I've been looking into him because some other young fellows have been asking about it as well. So mm. we ended up talking about it in a forum. But these these thoughts really give an idea that um, on the you know the pendulum swinging right. Mm. There, there's been a when I say the pendulum swinging when feminism uh, was to Bring equality, equal rights, mm. right? and and there was definitely some things that needed to happen there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then it got to the around the seventies, went a bit too far. Yeah, it was mm. said, you know, let's make men the second class citizens now, mm. and now men, are, this red pill movement is kind of like a, a counteraction, mm. saying, well, if they don't want us, then we're not going to be there, and all women are dangerous, mm. right? And so young impressionable men are starting to think, oh yeah, all girls, and and I, you know, in my life. I've had a majority of women being amazing. You know, I've got an amazing mum, I've got an amazing um, wife, daughter, women around me in the community, church community. You know, like I've got great women around me. And so that when young young men think that, you know, it really puts on a it puts on a, a thing of oh, but women are like this. It's like no, nah. you know, when you look at the illustration of um, bride uh, Christ being the bridegroom and the church being the bride, you can see there, no. Nah, 
there's a there's a way there's a there's a standard of where a loving husband and a loving wife mm. there's a strong relationship there that makes us realize how much Jesus actually loves us and how much we can love Jesus. And you know? everything that um, we learn from Christ's example um, can be applied in our relationships that. He's forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> he's gracious. He's, he's merciful. He's merciful. He's sacrificed. Yeah. For us. Yeah. yeah. All of these things are characteristics <clears throat> that we, as men, need to develop in ourselves. Absolutely. In our relationships with our with our partners. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it, you know, it, it seems like a it seems like a crazy thing that, um, you know, when 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 I've put myself in these scenarios, I would put my life on the line for my wife and my kids. Mm. It's like not even a second thought. You know, mm. like whoa, and you know. How does that? How does that happen? Because the love of Christ is able to work in us and through us. You know, mm. it's, a, it's an amazing thing. So, as far as as far as God's word is concerned, and what He said from the Bible, marriage is a huge blessing. And um, I believe that um, anyone listening to this, and you know, that's uh, and it's, and I know that some people listening to this have gone through uh, the pains of divorce and whatnot, which we'll look at look at next week, um, but. You know, still knowing their hearts, even though that, that's happened to you here on earth, understand that the heavenly kingdom, God's kingdom, is based on the loving relationship between man and woman, and that Christ loves us dearly. You know, willing mm. to put His life on the line, His eternal life on the line, for each and every one of us, is, and which is why we can reciprocate that type of love. Mm. Yeah. If you're listening today, um, I haven't spoken to David about this, but I'm just going to uh, put him on the spot. If you've got questions about marriage or divorce, next week we're going to be talking about uh, um, the topic of divorce and what Christ said about that and, mm. and, and what the Bible says about it. If you've got questions, text us in during the week and um, perhaps yeah. I, can, I can send them to David and uh, he can have a think about those things and maybe we can address some answers uh, on next Wednesday's program. So... We'd love to hear from you during the week. Um, if, if there's uh, one takeaway today, David, what would that be for our listeners? That, um, you know, the world's idea of marriage is not the same as what God's idea of marriage is. Mm. Yeah, and that it's still a blessed relationship that we, we should look at. You know, for, and, it, and it can be a beautiful thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not, not just for ourselves, but for our children, for our brothers and sisters, cousins, you know, like... Mm. Yeah, and make it a blessed one. Yeah. Mm, yeah. David, um, tomorrow we've got um, David Maxwell joining us, and uh, he's going to be talking about contracts, and I think you're going to be on that program tomorrow as well. I just realised I, I won't be. I'll you still, won't be. I'll still be in the northwest. <laughs> ah, because you're heading up there this afternoon, yeah, aren't you? Right. Okay, so you won't be joining us tomorrow. So it'll be uh, myself and David Maxwell um, tomorrow talking about contracts and uh I think this has got something to do with the Last Supper. I'm intrigued yes. as to how that all works mm. together. So um, I'm waiting for that tomorrow. Um, and next week uh, we, we're we talking about um, the same sort of topic, to become one, part two, but mm-hmm. uh, we're talking more about uh, the other part yeah, of the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> the other part of marriage, which uh, is uh, the difficult part. So, so many people end up separating and divorcing. So. Mm. Do uh, join us if you've got questions about that for next week. The code for today, Family11, that's for, for better or for best. That's today's book offer, 488 Our last song today is Wonderful Words of Life by Revelation. Do have a great day and uh, may you encounter Jesus more. Thank you for joining us. 
Stop! 